eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. One of the teams that we moved to the trade deadline, uh, and, and we'll talk about Kyrie in a bit, but one of the teams pegged as potential sellers at this trade deadline is the Utah Jazz, and we're hearing more of the Knicks' interest in some of their key players. We've talked a lot about Lee Beasley, but now another player has been added to those uh, conversations. So uh, Michael Scott of Hoops Hype reported that the Knicks and Jazz have had discussions about a deal that would send Obi Toppin and Evan Fournier to Utah in exchange for Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt. Scotto says the Jazz are seeking a first-round pick for each of their veterans. And he's not the only one reporting that. Uh, Jake Fisher is reporting that as well. That apparently the Jazz see all their veterans on their team. They think they're all each worth at least one first-round pick. So in this trade, I guess the Knicks are trying to sell the Jazz that Toppin could be the equivalent of a first-round pick being sent to Utah. But right now in the negotiations, according to Scotto, the Knicks have been hesitant to attach a first-round pick to move off Fournier's contract because in this deal, the Knicks will have to get two, give up two first round picks to get both Beasley and Vanderbilt. I mentioned that uh, Fisher said that, you know, as well that both of these players are deemed to be first round values by the Utah Jazz. He says there have been similar trade packages involving Beasley and Vanderbilt, not just with the Knicks, but also with Atlanta and Portland. So, uh, uh, do you like the idea of a Vanderbilt Beasley package coming to uh, New York? I think there's there. It makes sense in a certain respect, you know. As I've kind of said over the last few weeks, if I'm the Knicks, uh, unfortunately, I think they're going to move Obi Top, and I think it's probably um, it, at this point, if you're not going to play, if you you know, even last night when, when the rest of the bench, you know, when Fournier played 24 and uh, McBride 23, Obi still only played 13 minutes. Um, you know, with Randall and the, the you know the, attached at the hip with. Um, the, the head coach it's just hard to envision a role you know if, if randall's healthy and 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 thibodeau's in town i just it, how there's just not a, there's not an opportunity for obi to prove himself um and we're just not going to find out what player he is that only gets more complicated as we enter the offseason when obi's extension eligible how much is a is you, you, there's two questions there is obi Toppin worth uh you know a, a considerable 40 million dollar extension 50 million dollar extension maybe but you know does he have that type of upside to be a player to return value on that contract potentially but we don't really know but more importantly uh, you can't give that much money to a player that's going to average 12 minutes a night um 
Right. And and for, Randall's in the first year of a four year contract extension. You know, he's not going anywhere, um, assuming the Knicks are content. Um, and, 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 you know, so if and so if you're going to trade Toppin, you should trade him now. In the offseason, his value is going to decrease a little bit from where it is right now. If you wait until next February's deadline, then you're really in trouble because we saw, you know, the Wizards, for instance, traded Rui Hachimura, a guy who's averaged 14 points per game for his career in, you know, 20 minutes a night. Yeah. Um, certainly has produced more, you know, has more uh, production on his resume, far more than Obi Toppin. And the Wizards got, you know, three second rounders back. Um, if the if the Knicks uh, end up using the eighth overall selection on a National College Player of the Year and four years later have three second rounders, you know, to show for it, um, that's not a that's not ideal asset management. So again, part of this whole thing is asset management. You have an asset that has some value, um, so I expect them to shop top and uh, you know heavily um, in the next three days. Um, as far as this particular deal is concerned, it makes sense because um, Vanderbilt's going to give you some defensive versatility. Um, you know, a six nine forward uh, can guard the four, can guard the five a little bit, can guard the three a little bit. Um, you know, not, a, not certainly not an offensive stud. Averages six points for his career, um, but isn't inefficient. You know, fifty eight percent shooter, um, below average three pointer. You don't want him making, you know, taking or making too many threes. Sixty three percent free throw shooter. He's gonna get hit. You know, he's gonna make his bones on the defensive end. Um, you know, as a connector offensively. Um, and you know, he's there's value there um, for a player that's that's gonna come off the bench. For you and, and, and you know as as a role player uh, Beasley uh, is going to provide the Knicks with uh, offensive you know sharp shooting um, you know basically a younger version of uh, of uh, Evan Fournier um, on the season um, Beasley is shooting uh, averaging 13.5 points and 3.1 made three pointers in 27 minutes a night shooting 40% from the floor which you don't love basically league average 36% from downtown. Uh, he has one year left on his contract set to make 16.5 million. Um, so if you're going to move those pieces, I, I think that that that's the type of, um, you know, players you're probably going to, you know, get in return. Um, some upside there Beasley can get hot and give you 25 minutes, you know, won't shock if he gives you 25 points on, on any given night. Um, yeah. Vanderbilt's, Vanderbilt is a Tibbs type guy just in terms of his approach, energy, effort, mentality, defensive first guy. Um, to me, it all comes down to the the draft capital attached. Um, even if it is a first round pick and or, a, you know, multiple first round picks, depending if they hold on to Obi. Um, if they get a player, if they trade for Vanderbilt, I assume Obi's gone because it, it makes no sense to keep right. Obi and, and, and have Vanderbilt. Um, to me, it all comes down, again, it all comes down to the, the draft capital. And if it's first-round pick and or picks, it's all about protections. Um, we know that all first-round picks are not created equal. Um, obviously, the Knicks shouldn't even be entertaining any of their unprotected first-rounders in 2027 or 2029 right. or even 2025. Um, if they want to give, if they want to include one of the, the the Wizards pick they have coming back, the Bucks pick they have coming back, um, that certainly makes more sense. I'm, I'm willing to listen. Um but it's important to note the Knicks were the Knicks and Jazz were on the one yard line on the Donovan Mitchell deal, which essentially broke down because the Knicks yeah. didn't. The Knicks wanted to um, have top five protections on one of the first round picks they were sending to Utah. Um, so you know, there's not a great vibe between Danny Ainge, Utah, and the Knicks. Um, we'll see if that has, you know, if that, that ice has thawed a little bit. Um, but again, Ainge is notorious for, for trying to extract as much as possible. Um, so I, my sense is that it will come down to those protections and we'll see if either side budges. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to 
this deal that's proposed. I don't love it personally. It's not necessarily well. I'll, I'll be I'll be honest. I'm a, I've always been a big Obi Toppin fan. If you put me gun to my head and say who's my favorite player on this team, it's probably Obi Toppin. Um, I understand this the reality of the situation, his inability to get on the court because of the situation the Knicks have as a roster where you have uh Randall as your star player and him playing at such a high level. So I understand that his days are seem to be numbered. With that being said, I don't really quite understand the concept of bringing Vanderbilt in if you're gonna replace Obi Toppin with the guy, because considering the way the Knicks play offensively, they're, they're you know, Obi Toppin has turned himself into a pretty decent shooter. So if you're gonna put Vanderbilt in that position, in, yeah. in, incredibly, Toppin has more three pointers, fifty three pointers, than two point field goals this season, forty nine. Yeah, um, that's a that's that's a reflection on the Knicks coaching staff poorly right. poorly using an, an incredibly athletic, dynamic player who averaged twenty points a game uh, for Dayton. But that's that's the here and there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and that's the way they've used him. So. If you're bringing in Vanderbilt, who's going to play the Obi Toppin role, I mean, if Vanderbilt's going to stand in the corner, he's not giving you anything offensively. Now, I I like Vanderbilt in a vacuum. I I liked Vanderbilt. I, funny, I was at summer league a couple of years ago, and I, he might have been playing with OKC. I forgot who he was, but I remember kind of watching him like this kid Vanderbilt. I know he played at Kentucky. He didn't play a lot there, but really athletic, rangy, could defend. Like I was very impressed with him. So I haven't been surprised that you know he's gotten now a lot of time playing in Minnesota. Now playing in Utah, like I like, I like him as a player. I just look at him on his team defensively. I see where he can add some 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 value, but as a five man, he offers no rim protection. So I don't know if Tibbs is going to be willing to play small ball five with him. And then, you know, while he's a good defensive player, offensively, like I said, he can't really shoot. I mean, he's shooting thirty three percent from three this year, but that's on very low volume. He's not typically a shooter, so. I don't really feel like you need to take him back in this deal. Like you're trying to get Beasley, I understand, but I, I really wasn't interested in Vanderbilt for this team based on how the Knicks are constructing and how they play offensive basketball. Um, Beasley, I, I understand, and I think that he's a guy the Knicks should be targeting. Uh, the first round pick thing is going to be interesting because um, we still really you know it's so weird with the Knicks because like we know their plan, but we don't exactly know their plan. So we know they value these picks because they feel like they can package them all to get a star. So whenever I hear Michael Be- uh, excuse me, Malik Beasley, you're saying, okay, you know, will we attack the first round pick for him? I'm like, I mean, does this hurt your chances of getting whatever future star you're trying to get? I know you have a ton of first round picks, but like, I, if if this has any a chance of halting that, I would not make the trade. But if that's not the case, you tell me, okay, things have changed and maybe there isn't a star coming down the pike, then, I mean, Definitely not any of those unprotected picks or any of your own picks. But if you want to give up again, the Milwaukee pick, one of those Detroit picks, whatever. I mean, at that point, maybe why not? But but I, I, that was the thing for me when I saw this was I understand Beasley, Vanderbilt. I understand because of like his, the type of player he is, like defense, again, the defense, things like that. He definitely would fit in with Tiz in that regard. I just think he'd be used terribly on this team, just like Obi Toppin has been used terribly. So that was my my trouble with this trade. Yeah, I mean, I think Vanderbilt, the idea is you get a guy that doesn't need offense. And, you know, that's right, basically yeah. the way they're using Obi, you know, 13 right, minutes a yeah. night. You know, if he gets a couple shots, great. You know, I think he took two, had two field goal attempts. Vanderbilt, right. he's not going to stretch the floor and you're not probably not going to put him in the corner. Um, maybe stays in the dunker spot, but just basically stay out of the way 
let our guys who we want to feed offensively get their shots up, you know, whether it's Randall, uh, whether it's Grimes or, you know, RJ or, or IQ or Brunson, who was ever playing, you know, uh, with, with that group. Um, and Vanderbilt would, would potentially be more content to be less of an offensive threat um, in, in, in that sense. Uh, so, but I, but I see what you're saying. If you, you know, right now um, you have Obi standing in the corner, um, basically, you know, trying to draw his defender out, out, uh, away yeah. from the rim. Whereas the, you know, the, the whoever's defending, um, uh, Vanderbilt, you're letting him shoot. You're letting yeah. him shoot. You're, you know, you're, you're weak side helping all day. You're basically one foot right. in the paint, one foot outside. And, and if he takes a three, you're, you're happy with that offensive possession. Um, so, so that could be an issue. Um, so yeah, it, it's certainly not an ideal marriage. Um, but in a sense, it, it could be um, it would make more sense to, for him to play that role than, than kind of misusing Obi. Um, so right. if I'm if I'm the Jazz or another team, I love the idea of getting Toppin in house um, and finding oh, out yeah. what type of player he can be, um, because I, I think he's been badly mismanaged by by New York since the minute he arrived. Um, so you basically get, I'd much rather have Obi than a, you know, than a, a top 10 protected pick or, you know, whatever the case might be. I just think there's a lot there of not only is he going to contribute down the road, but he's going to contribute uh, immediately. Um, I, I just think there's a ton of untapped potential right there and upside um, that I'd love to kind of uncover and, and roll the dice on. Yeah, it's funny because, like, when I think about it, like of all the teams Obi Toppin could go to, I would n- not want to see Danny Ainge. Get the possibility of unlocking the player that we think will be topping to be. That would that would definitely not 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 be good news for for a lot of Nick fans. So we'll see what happens. An interesting trade uh, rumor, nonetheless. I think the fact that we keep hearing the Knicks attached to Beasley tells me that they're they're very interested. Now, will a deal happen? It may come down to that first round pick and whether or not they want to attach to Fournier. And I don't think I would do it, but again, I, they they do need scoring punch. So uh, unless if there's not another option anywhere else in terms of getting a guy who can come off the bench and shoot, I know they've looked at Steve Bay. Uh, you would think maybe Bay will probably also need – you probably have to attach a protective first for him too. So it uh, should be interesting, interesting to follow nonetheless when it comes to uh, the, the Knicks trade situation with Beasley and some of these other guys. One last point on uh, Vanderbilt. Very team-friendly contracts, making $4.6 million yes. next season, one year left on his deal. So that's – anytime you get a rotation player, making less than 5 million. That's great. And one other thing in terms of the whole, uh, you don't want to give up uh, first round picks because you want that massive pick package that you can send off for a star. Um, again, I think there is value there, especially a team friendly contract on Vanderbilt and even uh, Beasley at, at five million. It's not bad. If I'm a team that's trading Devin Booker or Carl Anthony Towns, whoever that next star is, just throwing names out, whoever that next star is that demands a trade, uh, if I'm Minnesota or Phoenix or whoever, I'd probably prefer Vanderbilt on a team-friendly contract. Even if you don't want the player immediately, you can flip him to another team for, uh, yeah. you know, you know, for another. So there, there is just because the Knicks. Uh, it's important to keep in mind over the next three days. Just because if the Knicks do package some of these picks. And, and again, they need to consolidate them in some way, shape, or form. If they do consolidate them for a player, that doesn't preclude them from including that player that they've now received for a star um, in July or August or next December, whatever it is. That is absolutely a fair point. It needs to be addressed. So thank you, for, of course, for putting that out there as well.